It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. You can even email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder players who should factor in to the draft process that are currently on the team. We're going to take three spins on tankathon.com and explain what each possible outcome could mean for the Thunder. And we're going to answer your Twitter questions as well as preview tonight's game against the Washington Wizards. Let's start, though, with the topic that I think a lot of people are, are interested in, and that is which Thunder players should you factor in to the decision-making process when you're evaluating how to use this draft pick and how to use these draft picks and what players to grab. This answer might surprise you on the surface level, but if you look past surface level, it's not that surprising. And the answer is simply nobody. Nobody on this roster should impact the way that Sam Presti views a prospect. Nobody on this roster should impact the way that Sam Presti drafts, should impact the positions that he looks at, the play styles that he looks at, and or any of the sort. Nobody on this roster should. I know that you're screaming right now about SGA. SGA is, at worst, that's that's the floor. The floor is he's your second-tier player, your number two option on a championship team. I've said that since May. I'll say it again, and he plays this year like a number one option on a championship team. But SGA is a unique one or two option because SGA can fill a ton of different holes for you and can be so versatile. I compared him last summer to a chameleon that, that can just change its colors and blend in and camouflage in with its surroundings. SGA can play on ball. He can play off ball. He can play point guard, shooting guard, small forward. He can play everywhere on the floor. And because of that versatility, you're afforded the luxury to take whoever you think the very best player is. If the very best player is a true point guard, well, we've seen SGA thrive off ball, move SGA back off ball. If the very best player is a two guard and a combo guard, go take that combo guard and have SGA be your point guard. If the very best player is a wing, 
absolutely take the wing. Big man, same thing. So SGA does not factor into the decision-making process of who should we draft. And Lou Dort doesn't either. Neither does Poku, neither does Tail Maldon. Those, those two aren't really on that level quite yet. It's where the Thunder are in an interesting p- position where they get to, the Thunder get to make talent the number one priority. Not fit, not anything else. Talent is the number one priority. Not who the owner wants, not who the star player wants, none of that. The number one priority is talent. Can this person play basketball at a high level? Can this person get the Thunder to where they want to go and get them to a championship? That is the one and only purpose of this draft pick and the future draft picks coming up because you've built a quality, versatile team. And that's why Mark preaches versatility. You do not want to box yourself in to one certain play style. So nobody is the answer to who should factor into the Thunder draft and what goes into the draft and who who they pick. Let's talk now about the lottery because the lottery right now, it's a lot of numbers thrown at you, right? And for me, I'm not very good at math, so I don't really like the numbers all that much. And I can understand where it gets confusing. You know, There's this percentage over here. There's that percentage over here. The percentages are the most important thing in all of this. But I want to have this little exercise ever so often in this podcast where we just sit down, go to tankathon.com, simulate the draft, and then talk about what would happen if this happens. Because it's easier to talk about and talk through whenever you have the tangible conversation piece in front of you, right? And it's not just percentages. It's not just kind of, well, why does this matter? Why does it not matter? We're going to go through and talk about what every outcome could mean. So the first simulation it has the Thunder picking three and five. Now, this is one of those good simulations. This is one of those good outcomes. You get two top five picks. Anytime that you land the two, two picks in the top five in this draft class, you've done a great job because you also still have picks 32, picks 35, picks 55. With these two picks, assuming that nothing happens that surprises us, so assuming picks one and two are Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley, assuming those two are off the board with three and five, you're going to get the two G League guys. You're going to get Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. And you're going to pair those guys along with your second round picks that could be... Now listen to this trio. This realistically could be a trio that you get in your second round. It could be BJ Boston, AO, and Jeremiah Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Well, Jeremiah Robinson Earl and BJ Boston, at one time in their careers, were considered a, a, a first round prospect. At one point in their career, for BJ Boston, he was considered a top end of the lottery first round pick. For Robinson Earl... He was more so mid-first, late-first, and now he's fallen well down in the second uh, round in most mock drafts, and he's kind of fallen down in his stock. You're going to get a chance at two guys who once were labeled first-round picks, and then Ao, who just came on recently at Illinois and has some interesting tools and skill set. So you're getting three really quality second-round players that could be something, could be nothing, but you're taking three shots at guys that have that background, that have that talent. But the big prize here is Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. And if you put Green and Kaminga with SGA and Lou Dort and Baisley and Poku, and you put them with Teo Maldon and the players that you have in this roster, then this roster turns into a play-in type team. Now, it'll be a young roster. You're going to have to live with the ups and the downs and the inexperience and all of that good stuff. But in the end, this puts you on a pathway to title contention. You can win with a core of SGA, Dort, Green, Kaminga. You can win with that core. 
And in the end, you'd be better off than even the media darlings that are the Pelicans and the Grizzlies because you'd have SGA, you'd have Green and Kaminga, you'd have Dort and Poku and Maldon and Baisley, along with, what would that be, 15 future first-round picks still? To go trade for a win-now guy if you wanted to later on, you know, in year two of this group or year three of this group, go trade for that win-now guy. You would be in such a position to win games and to win titles. It'd be incredible. This is a great outcome. My site's just like yours for setting number one overall pick. But really, it's any two picks in the top five of this draft. That's why this draft is so important, and that's why this franchise has put such a onus on getting the top five in this class. Because this is a great, great draft class. Outcome number two has the Thunder picking at 6 and 17. And here's one of those yucky outcomes. Because you, you didn't quite get in the top five, and also you don't get the Rockets pick. This is just pick six for the Thunder and 17 from Miami. So you're going to get good players. You're not going to get great players. And you're just kind of going to be kind of stuck where you're at right now. I mean, maybe Scotty Barnes can turn into something in three or four years. But in three or four years, you'll be well into SGA's tenure and you need to make something happen. You're going to be stuck right where you're at. And then with 17, you maybe get Jaden Springer, maybe get uh, Kai Jones. Good players, but they don't move the needle for you. And... If you just repeat this process and next year you finish with the ninth or the 10th best odds to get the top overall pick because this team will be better next year just by nature of them playing their young guys more and being healthier. Yeah, that, that's not going to get you where you want to go. A nice piece in Scotty Barnes, a nice piece in Jaden Springer, but that's kind of getting you more towards that Eh, range where you're just kind of fighting for a play in every year and you can't really make noise, or at least not for a lot of years on the line at that point. So where these ping pong balls really do matter. And when it, if you do, on June 22nd, get picks 6 and 17, you have to consider what packages and what you can use, what assets you can use to go get one of these top five guys in this draft class. A lot of people love Scotty Barnes. I do too. Uh, but again, it's just a good player. It's not a great player. And that's a big difference when you're factoring in trying to win championships and not just trying to be a good, fun little team. And then the last sim has the Thunder at picks five and seven. This, of course, is not the doomsday scenario. It's not the best case scenario. It's just a good scenario. Because if the draft plays out the way we think, you're going to get Jonathan Kaminga, who has a lot of questions about his shot and if he can uh, you know, do certain things on the NBA floor. So there's question marks around him. And, and of the five can't-miss guys, he's the closest to miss which I love Kaminga, and you know that if you've listened to the show before that I am way higher on Kaminga than anyone else is. I love Kaminga, so I'm happy with that pick. And then you get, you know, the seventh pick could be Scotty Barnes, it could be Jalen Johnson, it could be Keon Johnson. I like all three of those guys, and you hope that with your development, you can turn them into that next tier of player than what they're projected to be right now. So five and seven is good. Two of these three sims are good for the Thunder. Five and seven is good. Three and five is great. And then six and seven, you're just six and 17, I should say, you're just scared of that outcome, six and 17. We'll see how this all shakes out for the Thunder. But first, I want to tell you, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar, even though it's a Built Bar and a protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. There's six brand new flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple, almond, crisp. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. The Built Bars are great for the conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. Try them today at BuiltBar.com. 
and go and use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream option. And the cookies and cream bar has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams net carb. Try them today. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off your next order. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done about the locked on NFL draft coverage. It's going to be spectacular. You're not, you're not going to want to miss this. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL draft live. Get insight and analysis from the Locked On local experts and Draft Network's regional experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to get all the live coverage. We're going to be live over there. Locked On NFL YouTube page, live for all three days of the NFL draft starting on April 29th through May 1st. Check it out. Locked on NFL YouTube page for the NFL Draft Live coverage. I want to get into now to your Twitter questions on this Friday. The first Twitter question comes from at UAB underscore sports. Who is your defensive player of the year and top three for this award? So this is going to be pretty boring because my answer is pretty boring on this one. As much as I want to give it to Lou Dort, I I just can't. And, And so I'm going to put... Rudy Gobert as my winner of the Defensive Player of the Year Award, trying to get some brownie points with David Locke. And I'm going to have my top three be Rudy, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. The next one comes from at Kyle For Real Yol. I hope I said that right. Do the Thunder win a game again this year? And then they mentioned that they thought we would win against Washington. Uh, and then they think that maybe the Kings will present the best chance. So the Thunder have lost 12 straight. And they might lose 13 straight tonight. And they're closing in on that franchise high Uh, losing streak, which is 14. And you look at the schedule and the rest of the way, you play Washington, Philadelphia, Boston, New Orleans, Indiana, Phoenix. That's your next segment of games. Philadelphia, depending on what they're going to do with rest, they should beat you, obviously. Washington is a team on on tonight's game that I could see them sleepwalking through a game or two to where they lose a game that they shouldn't lose. And and I, I do not think that Washington's unbeatable. You have to bet, though, that Russell Westbrook will come in clutch in this game in Oklahoma City and will help the Wizards push for the play-in. So the Wizards beat you, the the Sixers beat you. Boston's playing a lot better. I think they're not going to want to mess with that, so they're going to play at least some of their guys in that game on the road in Boston. Boston's probably going to beat you. So you're going to go on. That'll be 13, 14, 15 of a game losing streak for me and and have your franchise worst streak, in my opinion. And then you play New Orleans, who's going to still be kind of on the cusp of the play-in, but not really. And, like, what are they going to do? I think they're going to lose to New Orleans. Indiana, you just beat them while they were so banged up. Can they get any healthier by May 1st? I'll say Indiana wins. Phoenix, they're going to be battling for that first overall seed. Do they have it locked up by then? Who knows? I'm going to say that they beat you. And then here's your stretch. This is your stretch to get another win if you want to. Your stretch is Sacramento, Golden State, Golden State, Sacramento, Sacramento. That's your stretch of a legitimate win. And that will be, of those teams, you're right, Sacramento will be the one that I think is most susceptible because I think that the Warriors uh, on that May 6th, May 8th game 
who will not play on May 7th, so they're going to have a day's rest in between, and they're going to be both in Golden State, that they're going to be ready to make that push for the play-in, and they might as at that point they might as well push for the play-in. So they're going to be focused, and they're going to beat the Thunder. So you're looking at these three Sacramento games as maybe your best chance to win. Uh, but on the other hand, while you end this season with Utah and L.A., it seems as though on May 14th and May 16th, the the standings will be salted away in the Western Conference to where we kind of know exactly where Utah will stand and L.A. will stand. It's where they're not going to play Donovan Mitchell, who's going to be nursing that ankle injury. They're not going to play Rudy. They're not going to play Mike Conley, who, who's getting up there in age and just kind of needs to some rest before the playoffs. They're not going to play these guys to where you're going to be going up against a subpar Jazz team, and depending on who the Thunder have back and who the Thunder are playing, they could get a win there or against L.A. because it's L.A., same thing. No Kawhi, no Paul George, probably no Pat Bev, no Rondo. None of those players are going to play for L.A. to where you're going to play a much lesser version of those teams. Ultimately, yes, the Thunder will win a game again this year. It could be tonight against Washington. They're not unbeatable, and they're kind of a team that's primed to get upset by a team that they should beat. I want to say so bad that this team will not um, eclipse that 15-loss mark to where they have the new franchise high of losing streaks. I want to say that that will not happen, but the schedule, just the next couple of games, does not line up for very much success. So we'll see what they can do in these next few games. The players on the court are trying their hardest to win these games, but it's just kind of fallen short a bit. Uh, the next one comes from at Jared Lemon, or Jared underscore Lemon. Hypothetically, we get picks one and five. Who do we take at five? And what moves can we expect to make after I want to know what life is like on the other side of the rainbow? Well, I wish I was on the other side as well, but... Nonetheless, we can do our best to project. Picks one and five. Obviously, Cade's one. Five is Kaminga, unless things just dramatically change. Five is Kaminga. So you get Cade, Kaminga. At that point, you're ready to rock and roll. Now, don't expect some sweeping trade that pre- that presents Bradley Beal or Carl Hay Towns in Bricktown within a year's time. However, you put yourself in a spot where you start to lay the foundation. You go into next season, and you're no longer tanking, you're growing. You're no longer tanking, you're developing, and you're growing. And you're letting SGA play all year. You're letting Dort play all year. You're letting all of your young players play together, grow together, and see what works and see what doesn't work. And you're going to be kind of what Memphis was last year and this year. you a young team trying to find their stride, trying to see what works, what doesn't work, and you're going to be borderline in the play-in, out of the play-in, in the play-in, out of the play-in all year long. And then it's just up to if you're on a hot streak or not at the end of the year. You're going to be that kind of team. And if you happen to be worse than that, well, then you also get to cash in in another loaded draft class next year. And if you are better than that, well, your young players took a huge step and you're in a good spot that way too. So you're in a win-win position if you get picks one and five this year in terms of next year's win losses. So you're going to play everybody, I think, and try your best to win uh, with the contract of this team. They're just going to be young and they might not be able to pull it off with their inexperience. Past next year, then you start to consider, okay, how can we improve these pieces. Can we cash in three future first round picks for Bradley Beal or for Carl Anthony Towns or, or for one of these disgruntled stars? Because as you know, in the NBA, those disgruntled stars pop up every few months and, and you've just got to be in a spot to have the assets to go get them. And the Thunder will always have the assets now to go get somebody. And so you can go get somebody in a couple of years after you see how these young players work together and develop them together. And what I'm saying here is the other side of this rainbow, if lottery night goes your way, is no more tanking. That's why fighting it this year was so dumb for some people. It's because 
why are you fighting it this year if we can make sure it goes away after this year? Just one season of true out, full out tanking. And then next year, you play your entire roster, you have a lot of fun, and you see where the chips fall. If they're not very good win-loss-wise, so be it. If they're very good win-loss-wise, awesome. And you just kind of play it that way. But that's what I think is on the other side of the rainbow. This next one from at Cameron, who, who's the team that's similar to the Thunder? You, br- you bring up Memphis. I think that Memphis is a good barometer. I'd say New Orleans. I mean, you have B.I., you have Zion. You still have a ton of first-round picks um, in New Orleans. The Thunder will have, hopefully, Cade and SGA and Teo and Poku and Baisley and Dort and a ton of first-round picks. They have a better GM. They have a better coach. They have a better peripheral roster. It depends on how the lottery goes. If the lottery goes your way and you get picks one and five, I, I legitimately don't think that there's been many teams to have this great of a starting point of your rebuild. If it doesn't go your way and you go with picks six and 17, well, then you know you're kind of immediate future changes a bit. Coming up, we have one more Twitter question and we're going to preview tonight's game against the Washington Wizards. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the best and fastest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. Guess what, folks? You can even bet on the NFL draft. So still, you can bet on the NFL right now, even as the season's over. It's not just sports, though. You can bet on awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has real-time, updated odds, and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets since we're going to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on at BetOnline.ag. Promo code locked on. Get you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on. BetOnline.ag. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on Locked on Thunder. When this podcast is over, go check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Locked on Podcast Network and Odyssey. It's happening right now, featuring an analysis from the NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts from every team making trades and making picks of the stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from, Odyssey is your home for all of sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Let's do our last Twitter question, then preview tonight's game against Washington. The last Twitter question is at Coats01. Do you feel you can relate to NBA players when you start covering a team that nobody is really talking about? So I think that this question is on track in the sense of like the, the closeness of the Thunder media and Thunder players in the sense of, there's not 50,000 people. There's like eight people that go to every single one of these and, and that are in there every single time asking questions every single time. And, and the ones that ask questions every single time is like Nick Gallo, Paris Lawson, Joe Mazzato, Barry Trammell asks every so often. Like those people that ask all the time, I think we'll have a better rapport with players um, because of that, because you know what to expect as a smaller group. Whereas I think that if you played in New York and you're having to deal with 50 media members asking you questions every single day. It's harder to identify kind of people's traits. And, and again, this is not about 
being friends or talking off the court with people. I just mean like, for example, in the G League, with the G League at night, whenever I was on those calls every single day and talking to Jalen Green every single day and, and these guys, they kind of could tell that I was going to ask a funny question. You know, like, for example, whenever they were first quarantining, um, Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga were talking about how they play video games together and, and how they play Madden and things like that. And so one of them said that the other person's not good at Madden. And I asked the other person, hey, are you good at Madden or not? And like, they, they kind of know that I'm going to ask those kind of break the ice type questions and somebody else in there would ask them about their 22 point game. Like those kind of things I think that are, they're able to come across better in Oklahoma city and get kind of a, get kind of a judgment on what guys are going to ask what girls are going to ask to these players. And they get kind of familiar with what to expect. Whereas in New York, it's kind of just boom, boom, boom. You don't have time to even diagnose who even asked you a question before you're on to the next question. So I think they could create more relatability uh, from players to the, to the media of, seeing the same people every single day and hearing from them every single day. I think that that could create more of a, of a relationship there, but I don't really know. I think that it's kind of just my guess that, you know, because we're in Oklahoma city and because there's only like eight or nine of us covering the team, my guess is it creates more of that, um, you know, that, that familiarity of what we're going to ask and what kind of questions we're going to ask these players. And they know what to expect from us. And we know what to expect from them. We know that if you ask this certain person, this type of question, this is what you're going to get. I, I know that whenever you ask Mark for a starting five, he's going to give you a starting five and say, if that's all right with you, that's his bit. That's really funny. I enjoy it a lot. You know, we just kind of have that kind of relationship or relatability of understanding each other's kind of quirks a bit because we're all in the exact same room every single time. And like, it's the same people. It's not shuffling a bunch of people in and out, but I'm not sure how interesting this is. So I'm going to stop opining about it, but I, I do think that it, it might create more of a rapport because of the fact that we're all the same faces and we're not just, I mean, 50,000 people shuffling in and out, but that's just the entire guess. I've never been in other media scrums at a professional level uh, to, to kind of compare and contrast to. Uh, the Thunder scrums have been awesome. It's been a great experience and they've done a, a fantastic job given the circumstances, especially of what they've put together for us to, to talk with these players every single day and going above and beyond kind of what they have to do. Uh, so yeah, I think that it could create some sort of interesting dynamic because of the small market factor, but I, you know, there's no really way to prove that at all. Uh, the, the Wizards preview, we only have the injury report for one team. For the Thunder, it's going to be SGA out, Josh Hall out, Muscala out, and Gabriel Deck out. Lou Dort is questionable. The Wizards are still fighting for that play-in. Russell Westbrook leads the league in clutch field goal percentage right now, which is pretty awesome. Like I said, the Wizards, the Wizards are a team that could actually sleepwalk through a game and lose a game they shouldn't lose. They just lost Denny Avdia for the season. But I think that that factor of them trying to be a play-in team will ultimately carry them to a win in Oklahoma City, and it'll be a huge game for Russell Westbrook, and they'll beat the Thunder. But this is Locked On Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We will be back to recap this Washington Wizards game, and also next week we're going to talk a ton about the NBA draft. The NBA draft is creeping up. It's within 100 days of the NBA draft. So we're going to cover it full head of steam from now on. On Locked On Thunder, we had our first stock watch of the NBA draft this week. Go check that out. And so I want to hear from you. Who are your five favorite prospects? Not the best, but favorite prospects in this year's draft class. Follow me on Twitter and tell me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. A lot of games next week, a lot of game recaps next week, and of course, a lot of draft coverage next week as well. So subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including the Odyssey app, or follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. 
Make sure you follow me on Locker Room as well at Ryland underscore style, same as Twitter, to be notified every single time that I go live. We go live every Thursday at 11 a.m. over on Locker Room. Today we had a great chat about Billy Donovan somehow. <laughs> we somehow got into Billy Donovan and his uh, and his coaching career with the Thunder and evaluating that again, so that was pretty fun. You never know what we're going to get into over on Locker Room, and we'll be back soon to recap this game against Washington. Until then... Be good and be good to one another. Perfect ending to a historic day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.